Hey y'all, welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, our podcast of the gloriously creepy and usually southern. I'm Heather, your Carolina girl. And I'm Florida, your Tony man. (laughs) This week, we delve into the mythos of a creature that goes back centuries in indigenous lore. It's long been the subject of such avoidance, they won't even speak its name. I won't. No, it's found new life in the age of the internet, where sightings circulate on YouTube and paranormal shows. Join us as we talk about the W word, or as Tony will sometimes call it, the window goat. Okay, like Heather said, we're going to be talking about mythological W word. Or sort of a indigenous cryptid? Yes. Well, I guess it's not a cryptid to them, but it is in white culture now, I guess. It's considered one, sort of a popular one. Yeah. Anybody who's heard stories about it knows that if you say the name of it, there's a chance that it could show up. And while I've never had sort of a run-in with it, I don't like to mess with things I don't understand. So I will probably say the name once and once only. Unless you want me to say it for you. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I would much rather take the hit on that one anyway. Like Heather said, today we're going to be talking about the Wendigo. Poor dear, he's shivering. Just that word, I don't know, just the word creeps me out. And it's, you know, living on the reservation and everything, you hear these stories that it's like, you don't say the word, you don't say the word, you say the word, they're going to track you down, that type of deal. That which must not be named. Yes, yeah. So, from now on, we should just refer to it as Voldemort. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that should not be named. Yes. But rather different. I made the distinction that in, it seems to me in white culture, it's coming about as a thing that we know about now that maybe was more obscure before the age of the internet. All that I know about it is what I've read here about on the internet or, you know, watching paranormal shows where people are like, ooh, I'm sure it's a skinwalker or maybe a W word. Yeah. I don't know if they have a clue what they're talking about. And while I am part Cherokee, I am not culturally Cherokee, so I don't have any of that mythos built into my soul, as it were. So I don't know much about it. So you're going to be taking the helm on this one. Okay, so what would you like to know? Well, we've had the description from mm-hmm. the professor who was also an Ojibwe tribe member, I believe. Yeah, um, Basil H. Johnson. I don't know anything about him. So do you have any idea where this came from? Where has it started? I read a little bit that said it not so much a southern thing it seems to be more actually it's more it's it's more canadian east coast forest than anything so it's along the coastline we can claim that a little bit well and also well yeah and there's also been uh voldemort reports in (laughs) florida Uh um louisiana so i guess a lot of people down there are saying the name um the reservation where you live Mm -hmm. it i would have assumed being in florida that you would find seminole there but there were actually natives from various different tribes, yeah, right? Yeah, various different tribes. Um, so do you think that the presence or the sightings come with them as they move? Ah, uh, I don't... Or think, they bring their idea of what it is with I, them, you think? I think it's more they bring their idea with it. Like, and each, each tribe, each... First Nation, the indigenous, each one have their own interpretation of what it really is. All of them just, they they all fall under one basis. Don't eat humans. That's one of the main ways to become the W. The window Yeah, is actually to consume human flesh. Like cannibalism, bad. Well, and I think most cultures generally have this taboo of that, though. I mean, and there are, you know, very good reasons why, scientifically, medically. Yeah. Which I won't get into right now unless you know something. Well, 
You were the MT at one point. Well, so I mean, more than that. I, I mean, how many cannibalism sites did you come upon as an EMT? None. <laughs> okay, just none. <laughs> I, I don't think we're in the Congo or anything, but like no, some downed expedition yeah. somewhere. I mean, I've, well, we, I've seen a couple of bites, but nothing. No, I think they all bit and spit, not swallowed. Wow. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Moving on. So, um, no, again... Oh, yes, the cultural taboo against cannibalism that most cultures have. Well, it's it's all based, if you think about the window goat, it's more based in the sort of the fable, like, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, like, it's... The, so it's a native boogeyman kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it really is, it's like, it's supposed to embodiment greed. You know how, um, because they're, they're, they have a hunger to eat human flesh, and you're, like, thinking on a George A. Romero kind of thing. But they're not zombies. They're fast. They move through the trees. I mean, like it, it's all—it's all sort of based in you shouldn't do this. So, like maybe psychologically, it comes from kind of the same source as like the Romanian vampire. Yes. Um, yeah. Which also is not. Which sounds more like a zombie, really. Anyway, it, yeah. If, it really if we want to get into the strigoi, but I'm taking you way off course it's here. It's fine. <laughs> There again, I think a lot of our, I won't say cryptids, but our legendary creatures, our folklore, do kind of come down to those fears of what happens if you cross those taboo yeah, lines. Yeah, and it's, it, they're, they're just boogeyman stories, really. And that's the way I see them. That's the way I've always seen them. But I have heard from a couple of people that they've run into weird things like that before. <laughs> weird things like that? Or an actual, well, I mean, you think, when is there is there is there a really way to confirm it? I mean, do you stop it and go, excuse me, sir? <laughs> Do you have your ID? <laughs> would you identify yourself? Well, I suppose sightings in as much as anyone else would have a ghost sighting or firmly believe they've seen a fairy or something. We watch enough of those paranormal shows that we can tell people have seen something yeah. or are really good at editing, oh, but we don't know what it is. Yeah, no. While I've never seen one before, I'm a firm believer in some of the, the things that I've been told because the stories that I've heard, they, they do come from very credible sources. Well, you don't have to name names, but tell me like what are some some of your sources. Where do you hear these stories from? One, uh, we just refer to him as the old man. I've heard t- tales yeah, of him. And his, who or what is he? They what? So who is he? he is sort of, I guess what you could say, a leader, an elder of uh, Navajo First Nation. They call themselves Diné. You're part Navajo, yes? Yes. Kind of strongly so. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's Diné. It means the people. And he's told me some pretty scary stories about walking along on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere and hearing what he could only describe as a man screaming and all of a sudden he looked up and there was a man looking at him from the top of the trees. Oh wow. And he could just barely make out this man's face but he he said he described it as very gray skinned like he had been rotting in the sun. Yes. (laughs) Um, And his jaw was disconnected like it was just hanging. Oh. Yeah, and he had long fingers, almost to the point in which the skin just tore away from the fingers, and there was nothing but claws. This thing was following him, scared the crap out of him. And I should imagine it takes probably quite a bit to scare a Navajo elder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, sort of a stern sort of people. Yeah. But uh, the description does sound like what, again, I'm going to refer to the Romanian Strigoi, the, not the romantic Bram Stoker vampire, but They don't something... sparkle. <laughs> 
Neither did Dracula. That was, <laughs> that was an atrocity we don't even want to talk about. Yeah, they, it, they're almost more zombie-like in mm-hmm. a way, except for not, as you say, slow and shambling like yeah. our Walking Dead sort. But okay, I may be thinking of the wrong thing. What is the related at all to the creature that looks like some sort of possessed deer? A lot of people. Or is that something else? Oh well, I mean, there have been various reports. One person I remember reading the story said that they had seen one of the Wendigoes. Wendigoes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, um, they saw one of them, and it was wearing a deer skull. Oh, so is that where maybe I that... I think that's is? where that comes from. Because um, I've seen lots of art where it does look like some kind of fierce zombie deer. Yeah, like it's wearing... like, But it's... It, the story that I've read said that it, it was, you know, reported that the guy said it was wearing a deer skull. And that it had, like, human skin draped over it and it had taken the skull and pretty much forced itself on its head. So, I don't know. It's just some very weird stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Questionable ornamentation. Not saying that that's wrong. (laughs) Well, so you've heard stories from Mm. the old man. Yep. Were there other people in the group there that you heard from? Uh, Most of it was hearsay. Somebody, one of the old man's nieces, nephews, I can't really remember. Um, I can't, like... Some young relative? Yeah, a, a young relative claimed that she and her boyfriend were out camping, in quotation marks. No. And they had set up their tent and everything, and they were talking... (laughs) and they heard something rustling out of their tent well they stuck their heads out just to check it because as we all know we sit in the tent to talk and uh and you know the woods are not a silent place anyway yes and uh, when they did that they said that there was somebody near the campfire they couldn't really make it out because their their door was faced away from it so they had to kind of peek their head around and look to the right to see the fire when they did they said that they could see a man almost in a crouch like a spider-man crouch with his legs Explained and his hand straight down, and he was looking into the fire. And they said his skin was pale white, and he was wearing nothing. Oh, and his he just kind of looked at them, and they said when when he looked at him, his eyes were glowing, and not in that way of oh, we caught a video of somebody's eyes glowing because they were wearing contacts, or you know, because he was staring into the fire. Yeah, no, like they said that it was actually putting off a natural light, like their eyes had some sort of bioluminescence. And that's interesting. They kind of got up, I guess, quit talking, (laughs) and ran away. And they could hear somebody screaming behind them. They got in their truck and drove away. Well, they went out the next day to get their camping equipment, and it was torn to shreds. Wow. The girl, she's pretty knowledgeable when it comes to outdoorsy stuff. She said it looked like a wildcat had got a hold of their stuff, but the claws were just way too separated. Like, there were like three inches in between each claw. That oh, was, wow. Yeah. So something big got a hold of their campsite. Big and angry, it would yeah. seem. Well, you're the outdoorsy sort. I haven't been camping since my dad took me to a campsite at the beach where people line up in their <laughs> RVs and tents where it's nice and safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, this is why I'm not going no, camping. No, no. We call that glamping. Well, maybe now you do. Back then it was just what people did. That was like the 70s, early 80s. Yeah, I know you, you have this notion of someday taking me camping and I'm like, as much of But you the, know you know my version of camping is going out there with a blanket and a pillow tattoo strapped onto your back and just finding a place and parking yeah. spot. Well... Yeah, that does not sound pleasant. Let alone any sound I hear, I'll be like, what is that? Yeah. Um, and it, oh, I like nature, just not at night. <laughs> 
Not when I'm feeling completely exposed and very like a prey animal. I don't know. I have never come across anything like the window goat or anything like that. So I can't speak from firsthand experience. It still scares the hell out of me. <laughs> the idea that you might or could? Or, yeah, that you could just run across something like that because we both know cryptids are a thing. Oh, yeah. You know, you're either surfing on the Loch Ness monster, getting your ass, <laughs> getting your ass handed to you by Bigfoot, or you know, being stalked down by the rake or window goat or whatever you want to call it. I mean, well, I, you know, and I think we've we've had this discussion amongst ourselves, just that cryptids are just animals that science hasn't confirmed yet. I mm-hmm. mean, at one point, the giant squid and even I think the panda were considered. Yep. Well. Cryptids, cryptozoology, you know, animals just had not been Crypt- discovered. Crypto, cryptobio. That works. Yep. So, you know, some things I think are probably made up. I think I understand the rake is a complete fabrication of the internet. The internet. Yeah, yeah. It's sort but, of like so Slender Man. So it's you know. become a thing. It but who's, a lot who's like, to say? Who's to say that the person didn't actually have that experience, but did you know didn't come up with you know the rake, but actually saw the window? Go, yeah. You know, because I was gonna, I was just gonna say that they sound similar. They sound very similar. So it, I mean, it, they could be the same thing. Yeah, it. I mean, it, it very well could be the same thing. But I do find it interesting, and I'll sort of come back to this: that the uh, the W word is a creature normally found in snowy places. I think again, I it varies. Go down to Florida. It, it, it varies from tribe to tribe, and, and uh, could, from colder places, they'll say, "Oh, it's from cold places." You know, so stay inside. Uh, well, maybe that's true. Too. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I know that my youngest, he would be out with some friends and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember when he came home and he was angry because the friends, for some reason, they had talked about they had seen a creature such as this out among around the lake area. Yeah. And they would deliberately call out the name because they're stupid boys, we'll say. No offense to Ty's friends. Um, <laughs> but my youngest was totally freaked out by the notion. And it's not that we're overly superstitious, but we do no. believe in the reality of certain things. Yeah. And, and it's like I was telling you earlier, Mother Nature's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. There are things that we do know about that are terrifying and horrible so just because we don't know about them i think the only thing that makes them scarier is that we don't know a lot yeah so now do do i firmly believe that you know you will turn into this monster through sheer cannibalism or even some tribes believe that if you have a dream about it you will turn into one i'm not quite sure i believe that deeply but to say that something like that doesn't exist i can't say I really can't say. Well, I know that <laughs> that most people who have ever indulged, I guess, or resorted to really cannibalism, it's, well, let's see, there's like the people of Donner Pass. Yep. Donner the, Party of 50! You're terrible. Or, you know, the soccer team that crashed in the Andes, mm-hmm. or, you know, they're, they weren't thrilled about it. They weren't pleased about no. it. It was a thing they didn't want to talk about yep. if they survived. So it's just a thing that very few people really get into it, you yeah. know, and, and if they are, then they're labeled as a weird crazy serial killer and um hello Clarice it's good to see you <laughs> and you know they're not really well highly thought of either yeah <laughs> but they are strangely brought about as like pop culture icons yeah they really are because when we were when we had Jesse here to talk about the bugs and bones mm-hmm. she mentioned off rate you know when we weren't recording she was talking about you know the sort of what it's like to I don't know fetishize serial killers or yep. cannibalism yep. you know, people who indulge in cannibalism and such and how even amongst the vulture culture weirdos is that a good thing is it not but they definitely seem to capture something in our psyche so it's almost like they are sort of becoming human faced known named 
window goat types. I mean, yeah, they are still yeah. used as the, you don't want to be like this, do you? Well, yeah, and I mean, that's, I think that's, it's just a metaphor for you shouldn't do that. Right. You know, the, you shouldn't be greedy because they suffer from the hunger constantly, you know, they're only, they're forced to look their ugliest. So, I, it's, it's just, it's, to me, it's a big metaphor for what you shouldn't do in life. Just don't eat people. Don't, <laughs> just don't eat people. Yeah, even the sharks think we don't taste that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that you know Jaws was this big thing, and you know, oh, it's eating people, and like you know, most sharks will bite you and spit you out just because they do not like the taste of humans. Now I'm kind of wondering about the film Soylent Green. Like, did ever anyone ever think that it was? I don't think they ever said it was good. Did no, they? No. <laughs> I just keep thinking to serve man as a cookbook. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. all. That I'm was thinking. coming up next in yes. my mind to serve yes. man. To it's serve a man. Cookbook. It's a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> was that a Twilight Zone? I think so. I know it was like one of those quirky little Twilight Zone Hitchcock type like uh, Chris would be kicking us right now. You know I that, know. right? I know. Uh, but thinking about it, you know, they're, they're supposed to be malevolent spirits. You know, you, you suffer from cannibalism. You turn into these creatures. And they've actually become a big staple in pop culture. There are there are many video games about the W word. There, I mean, Multiple movies. Multiple movies. Movies. I think there's one upcoming. There was one back in the 70s, 70s like 78. 78? Yeah. Um, it just seems like a lot of people, A, white people, of course, yeah. are compl- oh, the caucasity, willing to say the word because they were not grown up, told not to. Yeah. And I guess it's just, you know, there are movies about Bigfoot and the Yeti and, you know, pretty much every other cryptid out there, so why not, I guess. To me, it's kind of scary to think about that just saying the name of it can cause it to know where you are, like any of them are around you or just like they're like excuse you what's well, like i mean you're just like How you just they? called them out or something well, but that's the legend is yeah. like if you say the name they know where you are it's like suddenly you've just put a beacon on yourself yeah like, here i am come get me yeah and you know as much as i really don't really believe that i don't want to push that one <laughs> well again when you've grown up hearing something it's sort of hard to deprogram yourself and sometimes you just don't want to i know there are some things growing up that i eventually did very carefully let go of but it was kind of scary well, in the process it's it's almost like i grew up i grew up in a household that was firmly in don't say the n-word oh definitely you but know, that's a social there, there are some things you just don't say right but the w word like the old man hit me with this constantly and it stuck in my head and it's just like okay you know i'm not gonna say it and for well, again, consider the source. When you have someone who is an, a respected elder, it, it, I don't know, it gives it some strength, some gravitas, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I know nowadays we sort of look at, shall we, well, we're both Gen X, we look at boomers and sometimes we're like, Ugh, oh, it's just God. them saying stuff again. Yeah. But, I don't know, this feels different. This is not just a, a thing he's been programmed to, especially if he has himself experienced it. Yeah. And, I mean... I mean, I could be wrong, but that's sort of my take on it, at least. It's always been a scary story to me, and you know me. Me, it's hard to scare me. Yeah, you don't scare. <laughs> like, seriously, it's hard to scare me. But there are just some things that I don't mess with, and this is one of them. Saying that word to me is just really bad luck. Understood. And again, it's cultures all have something like that, generally. Yeah, and, you know, not to knock culture or anything, there are people who firmly believe in this. I don't knock cryptids because they may exist, you know? Well, as we mentioned before, there are cryptids that are, well, former cryptids that are now well-classified animals that we know darn well exist. Yes. <laughs> 
Just because um, we've never seen them before doesn't they are good at hiding. World's hide and seek champion. <laughs> oh, Yeti. Yeah, I well, I I'm, I'm pretty convinced there are plenty of people who have seen them who are have gotten videos of what they think are them. I think it's only a matter of time what with drones and such that before we really do get some kind of confirmation on that. Like I personally believe that they're absolutely out there. Well, on, on I mean, the, why wouldn't they be? On the Florida lines, there was and this may be for another episode or absolutely. something. There is is a very well-recorded case of a skunk ape sighting, which is a Yeti or a Bigfoot in Florida. It's yeah, just, that's kind of your, your state cryptid, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. We and get the lizard man. They, they call it the skunk ape. Don't know why. <laughs> what was wrong with Bigfoot? Right? Couldn't it be just, you know, somewhat smaller foot? We have Florida man. Now we have Florida ape. Right. Skunk <laughs> ape. <laughs> Did you imagine walking in the woods? You're just like, God, that smells like... A mixture between a skunk and an ape. I could probably identify a skunk. I've never been <laughs> like so, Somebody just kind of looks at you and goes, how the hell do you know this? Right? <laughs> You know, I don't mess with those type of things. And there's even some tribes that actually have, cer- like, uh, the Cree and the Ojibwe. They actually have, like, a ceremonial dance to to reinforce the seriousness and of the W word. And they usually do it during times of famine. Yeah, and it involves, like, wearing masks and dancing backwards. And, yeah, and they all do it around a drum. And it's just, like, to, uh, to sort of, like, ward the W word away. So, I mean... I mean, it's very steeped in the culture that these things do exist. I am still curious, are they a real animal that has taken on a lot of metaphorical meaning, or is it more of some, well, I don't know, like a magical being? Well, I mean, they've, I guess... Which sounds dumb to say, but I do sort of believe in fairies and things in my own strange way, so I'm not beyond that. Well, I mean, they're, historically, they've been around, you're talked about since 1661. That's like the first reported written knowledge of what they thought was like the W word. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) By native history or by colonial history or or does it matter? Um, I think it's by native. Oh, wow. Yeah, by indigenous. And it's it's one of those things of just what causes greater concern is cannibalism or famine. Like just starving to death. Oh, granted, yeah. So I I think that's what it's more based on. But, you know, these things, you know, these creatures, you you eat human flesh and suddenly you become evil and a darkened spirit and your your evil shows on the outside and you're forced to hunt people for the rest of your life. Though that is kind of an odd take. In times of famine, beware of gluttony. Right. <laughs> well, I suppose cannibalism is not generally gluttony. It's more desperation. Yeah. Unless you're one of those weirdos who is willing to do it, which we've already talked about. Yes. So I'm assuming that's what they're after, but I could be wrong. And, you know, now a lot of it's become, I guess, more mainstream. Talking about, like, that it's been in movies, it's been oh, yeah. in TV shows, there's video games about it. Like, the game Until Dawn, the main antagonist is a Wendigo. The... <laughs> I was like, oh, can you say it if it's a video game? Yeah, Apparently I not. I don't know, yeah. There was, I think the name, there was a Canadian movie. It was, a, like, one of the low-budget horror movies called Wrist, I believe. I think 
think the whole premise of that was the Wendigo. Interesting. Yeah. And now, like, people just talk about them like, oh, yeah, it's just an- another thing. And, like, just hearing the word skews me out. So, like, even reading the word is just like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. Well, most other cryptids don't quite have that, if you say the name, they show up. Though that would be useful to certain people, wouldn't it? Yeah, it really would. Uh, speak of the devil thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know. And it's like you were saying, they have a heart of ice. That's their weakness is their heart of ice. That's an odd tidbit. Um, yeah. How did that come about? Do you have any idea? Or what's um, the... From what I understand, it's like once you eat the flesh of a human being that you just completely stop feeling. And, you know, it's sort of like the Grinch. Oh, you yeah. You know, how his heart shrank. and But it grew. But the Wendigo has a heart of ice that it just never beats. And, you know, the only weakness is to making its heart beat. It's like physically sticking your hand into its chest and ripping it out won't do a damn thing. But, mm. yeah, so making it feel something is the way to destroy it. So does it become human again? or, or No, I think it actually kills it. Oh. Because once it becomes the W word, once it becomes that, it can't ever stop being that. Yeah, there's no going back? Yes. So when it feels again, it dies. That's its reprieve. Oh, so at least at that point it is released Yes, as, as a person? But the, uh, according to some tribal legends that it doesn't, it just leaves the body and goes to someone else. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you'd never seen the movie Fallen, you wouldn't get that reference. I don't get that reference. Uh, oh, it's a great movie. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Elias Coteas. About a demon that jumps from body to body. Wow. Yeah, good movie. Thanks for inserting that in. <laughs> well, in looking around and finding our internet research, we came across the phrase, the uh, psychosis yep. that's associated with it. Yep. And now, here again, I'm going to... S- suppose that probably that is a white person response to this phenomena, if you will. Yeah, I always have to do that. Thank you. Like, I can't see say that word without doing the phenomena thing. Yep. But the W psychosis is a thing, and apparently it's been sort of retroactively diagnosed. Like, mm-hmm. people nowadays assume that people, it's mostly Algonquin and Cree mm-hmm. and Northern Ojibwe, suffer, if you will, this this psychosis. Um, what What's all that about? It's just they, from what I understand, and I'm not an expert in this, but from what I understand, it's the urge to eat flesh when you don't have to. Um, you came upon one story that talked about a specific person. I don't know how far back it was, but like they were a few miles, well not a few, like 30 miles away from like an emergency food supply station or something. Yeah, but they were, uh, let's see, his name was Swift Runner. Definitely a native name. And he was, apparently his family had been starving. He, his wife, and his five children. And his eldest son died, but instead of just traveling the 25 miles to get food, he instead resorted to killing his entire family and eating them to survive. Okay, for me, that begs the question, like, when did this happen? How, if you snowed in, how difficult is it to traverse these 25 miles? It's like, if you're walking, I'm not doing it, I know. Probably even a pleasant day, I don't, I can't walk that far. <laughs> but that's just me, the middle-aged, auto type white girl. Well, keep in mind, <laughs> keep in mind uh, I think it was 1878, oh, okay. so they didn't have cars. They might have had horses, though. I they don't know. They would have had horses back then. And 25 miles could have been 
maybe four or five hours on a horse. That still sounds like some effort. It's some effort, but instead of going, you know what, I could get on the back of a horse and travel 25 miles and then 25 miles back and have food, I'm just going to be like, screw it, kill my family and eat them. So I'm going to assume that maybe he just snapped under the stress of it all. I don't know. Cabin fever? Maybe. Yeah. Terrible case of cabin fever. I mean, that's a horrible thing to happen to anyone. With with the current climate, as in the world it is today, I'm oh, yeah. surprised we haven't had more people with W psychosis. Well, we probably have had updated versions of it that just have a different name now. Well, I mean, I know that under lockdown, we've definitely had more um, friction, more cases of domestic violence. Alcoholism as well. A lot of things. So, yeah, cabin fever is a real thing. Pregnancy, domestic violence, and alcoholism all rose within 2020 and 2021. What fabulous years those were. Yes. But there again, we were, you know, modern age versus, I guess, being snowed in in the 1800s. It does sound, I don't know, I mean, I would say, in my mind, I think it would be a difficult choice, but I, yeah, I can't speak as an 1800s person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care how snowed in we are. I'm not going to eat you. Thank you for that. If I could walk, if I could walk down to the quickie mark, get a sub or something, I'm not going to eat you. (laughs) We have animals. We have pets. We can start with. Not (laughs) me. Well, knowing that we're in the South, being snowed in is usually like, oh my God, it's it's almost ankle deep. Terror. Frightening. People can't drive in that. Meanwhile, you're talking to the Florida man who actually has been to a couple of hurricane parties. True, but you also lived briefly in Ohio, Ohio, where you actually had snow of some depth. Five feet. I have seen five feet of snow. And I know to a lot of people out there who's listening, five feet is nothing. When here, when it snows an inch, people panic by all the bread, milk, and eggs they can. French toast party is what we always say. Right. But yeah, and like I remember at work, I was speaking to someone who had recently moved from Iowa, and he, I just remember he looked at me, he's like, "Is this what winter is here?" And I'm like, "Yeah." It's a lot of rain. We might get one day of snow, but then it'll go away. He's yep. like, really? Yep. <laughs> and we did have our one little tidbit of snow. We, it lasted had like a, a day. We, we had like a day and a half of snow, and it maybe got like an inch. It has amused me that people panic by when we hear about snow, but in my entire life, I don't think we've ever had anything. I think when I was very young, the power went out for a couple of days, but it was not like the end of the world. Yeah. And even then, it's not like you could, we were playing in the snow. It was not that deep. It was not that bad. <laughs> And, you know, living in Florida, we've had, like, hurricanes knock out power for weeks. Oh, yeah. It's just something you get used to, and you still don't eat people. (laughs) Well, you know, as we sort of tease you about your moniker, the the Florida man, there's always someone who's going to do something stupid and find their way to the nearest news reporter, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Bath salts. Florida man does some strange atrocity. (laughs) Yeah. Not you, just the other ones. The The general who seems to always show up in the headlines. I don't know why. You know, it's the whole Florida man thing. It gets me. You know, there are scary things out there like the window go. Yeah. And I wouldn't say Bigfoot scary, but, you know, just the cryptids out there. Large animals with sharp, biting teeth. And yes. strength to tear up trees. I'm, I'm going to avoid them myself. Yes, but the scariest thing in the world is Florida man. <laughs> is it its own cryptid? Man? It is. It's, Florida man is his own cryptid. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Like, seriously, read any headlines. Today, a Florida man was caught having sex with an alligator. <laughs> I hope, Was that a real one? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. There have been... I don't know what it is with people from Florida. And you are one. And I'm one of them. 
You, in theory, know these people, or is that why you lived on the reservation? <laughs> I, well, it was just one of the things of why I avoided people. Mm. Well, as I am a natural introvert, I tend to try not to talk to too many people myself. People scare me. People on the bus scare me. So, yes, cryptids and big scary things definitely scare me. I scare easily. You know this. Yeah, you, you jump at any sound. <laughs> I kind of do. No, no, I mean, like, seriously. I sneeze, you jump. Yeah, I don't know what it, that says more about you or me, but yeah, that's true. I was traumatized as a child by a giant balloon. That's that's my story. So 99 Red Balloons is not a good song for you. I don't mind the song, but if I see a kid's birthday party with a lot of balloons, I will leave. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a party. I'll go. It's going to have balloons. I'm staying home. At work anytime, they've been like, we're going to do healing balloons. Not me. You don't want to help? Nope. I will do anything and else. And <laughs> you don't do fireworks, of course, because I do not like fireworks. We can sit here and talk about the window goats all day long and talk about scary things all day long, but if it has anything to do with loud noises, you're like, nope, I'm out. I can talk about loud noises. I just don't like them. That was one of the downsides of Disney is being caught by the fireworks. I the love fireworks the look display, of them, yeah. but if I just hear them, I'm like, where's the nearest ride I can hide in? <laughs> I just don't like it. We might have deviated from our original I think topic. We, I think we have, but I don't think it's a bad deviation. At least people are entertained, I guess. I would hope so. I don't know. They don't often tell us. Uh, that's true. I hope they're entertained. <sighs> Amused, entertained, and possibly even educated a little bit. Yeah. Of course, our topics... It's it's sort of like a showgirl stockings. It touches everything but covers really nothing. <laughs> wow! Wow, I've never heard that term before. Have you not? No. Well, now you have. <laughs> well, so, back to just scaring people a little bit. Apparently, they're known for attacking people when they're alone. Great! Asleep in their bed. You can stop now. Driving down the road. So, yeah, just, you know, be wary of sharp-clawed people who jump through the trees and eat. I'm wary of people who just look at me for too long. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who makes eye contact. Oh, my God, no. Well, I mean, it does also sound like, and I don't know if this is just a South Carolina thing. Did you ever grow up hearing, like, the camp stories of Hookman? Is that the one where the couple was making out in the car and, like... Well, they skipped that part when I was a kid, but, yeah, that, like... And then, like, the the guy gets out, they hear a noise, the guy gets out out and he finds a hook in the car yeah. and the girl like oh my god where'd you go and she hears a scratching on the ceiling and then like she gets out and the boyfriend's hung on top and his feet are dragging on the okay so maybe this is a that may have been a little more detailed than I was used to at the time but I, it was always told as a local thing but I think that's just one that gets well, around everybody has their own local things much okay. like the much like the window goat you have yeah. you have everybody's got a crybaby bridge or something like that this is true. everybody's got a dead man's curve not everybody has a bunny man's bridge, but we'll discuss that one later. That's, <laughs> that's kind of messed up. That is. That yeah. is. But anyway, I think we should cut this one. Sounds good to me. All right, everybody. I have been your Florida man, Tony. But he's the well-behaved one, not making the headlines. Yes. At least not in the bad ways. And I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And we are Southern Fried Spooky. Thank you for joining us again on the podcast where we didn't say the name of our topic. And rambled a little bit. Yeah, oh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully you'll join us next week. Bye. Bye. So if you can't say the real word, is it okay to say Winnebago? I don't, I don't do the things we are. Windy Gopher? Chuck Wendig. Okay, you're taking this way too seriously. Says the one who won't let me say Wendig. No, 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 no.